ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office, whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Coming up on today's show, do dogs hold the answer for a good night's sleep? A sense of humor failure at a craft market? And why a baby clinic, the menopause, and jet lag do not mix. Hello again. Hi, Kate. Hello, Jenny. Thank you all for listening again. Um, if you didn't hear last week's show, this podcast is all about us ladies sharing our hormonal and menopausal stories with each other. The main reason for me doing this is because I am currently going through the menopause uh, and turned into a complete nightmare about two years ago. Started HRT, feel much better now and thought this podcast could actually help educate other women and also help women who are also going through it, who have also done some crazy things to feel better about themselves. And I'm here being educated because I've not yeah. been through this yet, but I'm finding out a lot. And, um, and I very much enjoyed last week's last week as well. So I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing some more letters. We've had some good ones in this week, actually, Kate. I, we did this last week as well. I think I should maybe start off with one of my own. Um, again, I do feel a bit bad about this because most of my letters will be about my son, <laughs> which makes me sound terrible. Um, but yes, our first letter is, is one of mine again, just to um, show you all that I am also willing to share. And uh, one day, you never know, Kate might be sharing one of hers. You never know. There's a high she, chance. And you did say might. you say you feel bad about this towards your son, but you did tell us last week, Jenny, that your son actually had entirely forgotten about the episode that you, or, or it, it certainly wasn't a big thing inside his head. The, yeah. um, the, yeah. the chicken wings episode that you told us about <laughs> last week. I know, so that was such a huge don't moment Don't feel too me. bad. <laughs> yeah, I know, I do feel better. Actually, after she, he said that to me, I feel better about sharing this one, actually, because I don't think he'll remember this one at all. <laughs> um, okay, letter one. This is called Drums. And um, yeah, this is one of mine. I am a horrible person. No, you're not. <laughs> Can I just say that right now? No, you're not. You are not. Uh, that's how look I in the mirror the and tell oh. yourself I am a wonderful person because you are <laughs> oh Kate yours, I, I need to carry you around me at all times <laughs> like, pocket Kate okay my son had just started secondary school <laughs> sound familiar <laughs> this is all going on around the time that he started secondary school same thing with the chicken I'm in, the, in that last, same position right last now last week a huge transition in anyone's book and had asked if he could learn the drums I couldn't have been more delighted. Visions of him starting his own band, groups of friends filling the house, lyrics being written, the next Coldplay in the making filled my head and I signed him up for lessons straight away. There's a lot to take in when you move from primary to secondary and one of those things is knowing your timetable and turning up to lessons on time, including your music lesson. You need to remember you have the music lesson in the first place. Know when to tell your teacher that you need to leave the classroom. Find the music room, find your way back. All of this at the age of 11 when finding your own shoes is still a daily challenge. All daunting things when you're trying to get your head around a brand new school. I know this 
I've been there. And yet, when my son started secondary school, I was losing my mind. I didn't realise it at the time, but I was perimenopausal and losing my shit on a minute by minute basis. I set up a reminder in my phone and for the first two weeks, I reminded him before he left for school that day that he had his drumming lesson. But on the third week, I forgot. When he came home from school, I remember going through the standard questions. What did you have for lunch? Who did you of hang course, out with? You, you know, the question. usual. You always the ask usual. about the lunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just hope he doesn't say chicken wings again. <laughs> um, <laughs> which teachers do you like, etc., etc. And then, like a hammer blow, I remembered that today was the day he should have had his drumming lesson. And I knew I hadn't reminded him. And I just knew that he wouldn't have gone. I knew it. <laughs> And then, like the prized bitch that I was back then, oh, I asked him how his lesson had gone. <laughs> you are mean. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, get out of this one, said the cow living inside my head. <gasps> I feel awful, Kate, but this really is how it played out in my mind. <laughs> his face fell. He muttered that he had forgotten and looked totally and utterly crestfallen. Oh, no. The kind of face that any mum would crumble at. The face that makes you scoop up your child, hug them close and tell them it doesn't matter one bit. It's early days. Of course he's going to forget brand new things like this and work out a strategy together where he can try and remember next week. Not me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was fuming. I was livid. I was outraged. I looked at my son, eyes brimming with disappointment. I sat him down, took a deep, I really did sit him down, Kate, took him into the piano room, actually, the, mu oh. like the little the music room, just to oh, rub salt into the even took him into it, exactly, into a music room. <laughs> I sat chat. him down, took a deep breath and told him that he had to start taking responsibility. Oh. He's 11 years old, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and does he realise does he realise how much these drumming lessons are costing and do you know what you can bloody well pay me back for this lesson out of your own money oh no yes mum said my son clearly scared and wanting it to end of course I will I'm so sorry mum it won't happen again <laughs> but the perimenopausal witch living inside my head couldn't hear these desperate pleas all I could hear was the voice, the one who hates everyone, the one who takes a world word called perspective, tears it into little pieces and burns it in front of her crying child. You are being too hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Half an hour later and a new emotion took over, one of utter shame and despair. I couldn't hug him enough. I told him how sorry I was and that of course he didn't need to pay me back, that it's understandable to forget things at this age. And I remember watching the poor little mite heading off to his room, utterly baffled and bemused, wondering how long he could leave it before asking if he could actually stop taking drumming lessons altogether. <laughs> you put him off forever. <laughs> and he doesn't do the lessons anymore, Kate. Is he not? <laughs> no. Oh no! But he did do. He did do them all. He did do them all that year. He did do them all that year. But then eventually, well, Your then lockdown happened, didn't it? Pretty much. Oh, I know. Oh, not to be. Kate. Yeah, no. Is that? I'm, I'm afraid not. But he does play the piano, and Chris Martin plays the piano. So I've still got those dreams, Kate. Kate. I'm clinging on. Hold clinging on to on. them. Don't get. Yeah. Does he have his piano lessons at school? Uh, no, he doesn't. He has. Oh. Them at home. <laughs> now there's a relief. <laughs>
so he never forgets that one. <laughs> Jenny, thank you for sharing that story. I feel I'm a bit inside your head there. Like when when you had the realization that it had been the day of the lesson, and you were probably a little bit cross with yourself, were you that you that you'd forgotten to remind him? So you yeah. you just like rather than you know admit and let yourself get cross with yourself yes. instead you decided to get cross with him instead and you yeah. <laughs> well I think I think at the time I wasn't even cross with myself because I don't think I could have allowed myself to be cross with I was so hormonal that mm. it wouldn't have occurred to me to blame myself it really? had to be somebody else's fault yeah really? and and it, I remember that moment where I had this my stomach turned over when I realized it's Monday, he's supposed to have had his drumming lesson. And, I was, and then I thought, oh, I haven't reminded him. And then I thought, oh, I bet he hasn't gone. You know, like I immediately turned that into, I bet my son, my 11 year old son, who is literally trying his very best. <laughs> I bet he didn't turn up to his lesson. And then I, I really did catch him out with that. With that oh, how did your drum Caught him out, got you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that was the hormonal, the rage sort of, again, took over. And I, 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 and I didn't let it go, Kate sitting him down talking him through it all it went on for quite a long time poor kid <laughs> and he did actually just trot off back to his room I mean he just looked like I don't understand this one minute she's horrible to me the next minute she's crying and hugging me and telling me that I'm the best thing ever so confusing I'm just hoping that the last bits that I say to him are the bits that stick like the I'm really sorry it won't happen again I'm you know getting better they will be, and they are, based on what he said about you know, he's, the chicken wings. It's, it's all, you know, hasn't, hasn't been a thing for him. I'm sure the same is the case with the drums episode. Yeah. I wondered, did drums or did chicken wings, which came first? The chicken or the drums? <laughs> the chicken or the egg, the chicken or the drums? Drums came first, and drums was before I had started taking the HRT. And then chicken wings came a few weeks after that when I just started taking the HRT. I think it was a build up. All these stories were building up, building up to the point where I then found that podcast and got myself sorted out. <laughs> a roller coaster ride for you all yeah, in your household. I know, I know, I know. I have had my son uh, has piano lessons at school and he has forgotten his piano lesson on several occasions. And I have been quite cross with him, I have to say. And we've had... Uh, I've, not quite the same conversation, but there has been a little bit of we're not getting you're not going to have piano lessons anymore if you forget another one to get. And he's he's in year seven, you know, he's recently started secondary school. He's very forgetful, but then I'm forgetful as well. And this is the problem. We, he's just had a lot of we've just been in lockdown, of course, and so he's been having Zoom piano lessons. And we have forgotten several times to the point that the piano teacher said to me a few weeks ago, it's actually quite an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> you managed to forget. As often as you have. This well, poor piano teacher, he, he, will passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> he will text me, you know, like two minutes into the lesson saying, and, <laughs> and then like, I'll, I'll sort of pick it up a few minutes later and I'll say, ah! <laughs> it's interesting that you also feel cross about that but I think um I think a lot of these stories that we'll talk about especially mine they are things that would have wound me up anyway at the best of times yeah. because I think our kids can do that can't they was this a one-off though the son and the your son and the drums or had this happened more no that once? was the first time he'd forgotten <laughs> it was only the first and time. did he ever forget did he ever dare um, to forget again no I don't think he did but that's because <laughs> I think that's because I felt so bad about it that I I got this huge piece of paper and I wrote on the fridge uh, like a timetable for the week of all the things he had to remember really so that I could remember to remind him and so every time he was having breakfast I could see I was like oh it's Monday he's got his drums and I remembered to remind him <laughs> that's why it didn't happen again because I felt so guilty I thought I can't let this happen again <laughs> oh. okay Kate you've got another letter for us haven't you so this letter here has been sent into us by Maddie and she says 
I am writing to tell you about not one, but two embarrassing experiences. The first happened on a chilly autumn morning when I was going to work on the tube. I bumped into a friend of a friend whom I'd only met a couple of times before. So someone that she doesn't know very well. Let's picture the scene. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Chatting away, sitting together, I suddenly felt super hot. Oh, and no. I could feel the sweat building on my face. I took out a tissue to mop myself. <laughs> a whole packet of very <laughs> soggy tissues later. Oh, no! I, oh, poor Maddie. I was stripped down to only my T-shirt and my jeans, and I still simply could not cool down. Sweat was literally pouring off me. Oh. Everyone else was in coats, scarves, some were even in hats. It was totally obvious, obvious to me and probably everybody else that I was having a massive hot flush. Oh, I still kept trying to continue the conversation with somebody that I hardly knew at all. Oh, no, that's the worst <laughs> thing about this story. The fact that she doesn't know, know this person. I mean, so you don't, even feel, you don't even feel able to say to them, I'm sorry, I'm having a hot flush. You just got to ride it out and just pretend, hope they don't notice. <laughs> While apologising the whole time for my dripping face. Oh, poor Maddie. <laughs> dripping face? <laughs> dripping face. <laughs> Oh. Visions, of, visions of my auntie joy last week with her what was the phrase that she used like a damp used tea bag a damp used tea bag and yeah. you had a phrase as well didn't you? a swamp was it oh yes said, a swamp. my grandma used to call them a swamp yeah it sounds as though maddie was having a swamp a very public swamp yeah very pu <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone maddie oh maddie <laughs> Another event took place a few years ago during the May half-term holiday while walking along a beach in the south of France. I had my period and I had been suffering from really heavy periods for about six months, fully into the perimenopause. Oh, yeah. You, you, yes, <laughs> that's, that's, about this that's a thing, yeah. I had made sure to go to the toilets, and we're going to get some details here, I'm afraid, and I had a fresh super-sized tampon plus a pad in place. But less than an hour later, oh, Maddie, poor Maddie, I could feel that even those were not enough to stem what felt like a full-on flood down below. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, oh God. Dear. Oh, Maddie. Spotting a hut that looked like a potential loo, I sped <laughs> off down the beach, only to get there and find that it was completely locked up. Panic gripped me. What would you do? I can what imagine. Would what would you do? The situation. The what do you do? The adjacent beach bar was also shut, probably oh. only open in the summer months. I couldn't see anywhere else within a 10 minute walk and I knew that I couldn't make it that far. In the end, there was nothing else for it but to hide behind the toilets. Luckily, there were trees and a sandy slope and to change there. Oh, Yuck. no. Oh, Matty. I am not too sure if you will find the last story too disgusting for broadcast. <laughs> oh, poor Matty. We, we need these stories. I think we've all had similar experiences. What would you do? There was nothing else you could do, Maddy. But I have been on walks with friends also mid-perimenopause and they have had to turn home after just 10 or 15 minutes for exactly the same reason. It is quite unbelievable how much blood can come out in such a short amount of time. I am lucky to be able to talk to my friends about these things. And speaking of my friends, when I told one of them that I was writing to you, she mentioned a top tip of hers. Ooh. While suffering nighttime hot flushes, she slept for six months on a dog cool gel mat. What? <laughs> What's a dog? A dog cool, cool gel mat. I think we're going to have to look that up, Jenny. Something that dogs use. <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. I have to look it up. Dog a cool dog cool gel mat. mat. She slept on a dog mat. Oh, this sounds. <laughs> <laughs> cool her down, Maddie's friend. She claims it is the must-have accessory for any menopausal woman, and that it really was a lifesaver, especially 
when her partner was after a nighttime cuddle. Oh, <laughs> how nice that her partner <laughs> have nighttime cuddles with their partner on the dog cool on the dog mats. <laughs> well, ladies, if, if any ladies are listening and are struggling with getting to sleep at night because of the hot plushes, there you go. Top tip. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And you're not alone. I love it that you've shared in two, two situations that were embarrassing for you. And the fact that you thought that the second one yes. was going to be too disgusting for us to broadcast. I know. That's not too much at all. I, I remember a friend of mine that came around who was also going through the menopause. And she had an accident while sitting on my sofa. So <laughs> she felt terrible about it. But these, the, I mean, I think everyone's got some sort of story like that. In fact, let's go back to, I don't know about you, Kate, because obviously you haven't experienced much at all. But if I go back to, which lucky you, I'm really pleased for you. Um, <laughs> you sound pleased, Jenny. I'm really pleased for you. If we go back to the 1980s when I was at secondary school, I remember permanently having my jumper tied around my waist in case of heavy periods, in case I had stains on my skirts, which I, which did happen mm. and did happen to my friends. So Maddie, you know, this has been mm. happening for years <laughs> for quite a lot of people as well. So thanks so much for sharing it. I think you might have made a lot of people feel absolutely a lot better. Have your hormones been getting the better of you? Why not drop us a line and tell us all about it? Email dearhormones at yahoo.com or find us on Instagram at dearhormones. So I've got another letter here and this letter is called Craft Market and it's from Tanya and she lives in Kettering. Dear Jenny and Kate, I remember at the peak of my perimenopausal phase going to a craft fair with my mum and stopping to look at a selection of gift cards. One really caught my eye. It was a funny card, the content of which I obviously can't remember now, being menopausal, but trust me, it was really funny. I remember showing it to my mum, but she didn't get it. In fact, she asked so many questions about it that it drained all the humour out of the moment in an instant. <laughs> There's nothing particularly surprising here. We all have times where we have to explain things to our parents. But I can't even begin to describe to you the level of anger I felt when she didn't understand it. Oh, so, no. so livid was I that I sarcastically explained to her why it was funny in a voice you'd usually say for a toddler. She's in her 70s. <laughs> Before literally storming off. I remember having to shuffle back to her a few minutes later, tears in my eyes, and explained that I was feeling a tad hormonal that day. She just looked back at me with a face that said, I've seen it all before and offered to buy me a cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> lovely mummy. Had, oh. oh, I want to know more. Had her mum been through the same thing then? It sounds well, like that as though she had. I guess so. I guess so. Or maybe she, when she says I've seen it all before, maybe she, she's just seen her daughter blow up she's like just... that. <laughs> yeah no shit Sherlock <laughs> oh my god I've I've had that in fact funnily <laughs> enough I was looking through my phone because when two years ago when I was going through the worst of it I started jotting a few things down so I was trying to see if there was a correlation between my periods and when I was feeling funny and everything and I <laughs> and I found a note on my phone and it just says fuming remote control <laughs> and that was an episode when I was at my mum's house and she couldn't operate the remote control <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> And I remember being absolutely 
like enraged <laughs> with her not she, I think she just got a new Sky remote control and it was a bit different you could like do a voice thing like speak into it and get it to do it. and she like most of us couldn't do it immediately and I was I was <laughs> so I was also, also livid I was also oh, livid goodness. with her so I can totally relate to that story there Jenny, did you write down, you jotted down um, lots of the different experiences that happened to you so that you could understand better what it was that was happening I, I just to you? Ha- yeah, I just had a little phase where I was confused by things. So I just, I thought, I just thought, oh, is this connected somehow to my period? Not realising at the time it was going to be the perimenopause. I just thought, mm. oh, is this something weird going on with my period? So I did just, every now and then, I, I find these notes on my phone of these random things, like like remote control rage. And, um, <laughs> I quite like you to share odd... some of those with us sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you have to read out a few days. Yeah. Yeah, and then the odd symptom here or there, or headache, day 10. <laughs> Stuff like that, just to see if I could see some sort of correlation. So this next letter is sent to us by Eileen, who lives in North London, and her story is entitled Mother, Daughter, Granddaughter, A Story Ooh. of Hormones. Ooh. So we've got the three generations here. Brilliant. And this is quite a long letter, Jenny. Okay. Um, but it looks exciting. Here we oh, go. Maybe I should get myself a cup of tea and... Uh, <laughs> maybe back. you should settle in. Yeah. <laughs> It all started innocently enough, as these things do. I had envisioned taking my mother to her granddaughter's very first baby clinic after her birth in May 2007. I was a first-time mother in a new country, grappling with life with a seven-pound, one-ounce bundle of demands that I was completely unprepared for. Before giving birth, I never really spent time around babies. This was purposeful. I preferred the company of friends, travelling, focusing on higher education and exciting new jobs like working at an art gallery in San Francisco. Oh, Eileen, you do have an exciting life. I like this. <laughs> but then, after marrying a lovely Englishman and moving to London, the timing seemed right to start a family. I'm sensing Eileen's quite a writer. This is yeah. lovely. I was fortunate with my pregnancy. I felt generally well, no difficulties, and the severe migraines that I'd suffered for years stopped completely. The doctor explained that the pregnancy hormones most likely suited my body and hence the migraines had disappeared. And he even went on to comment that maybe I should have a lot of children if I wanted to be migraine free. Oh, (laughs) lots of children. There's a solution. (laughs) I am from hardy Celtic stock and I recalled how a great aunt of mine had 14 children. Yes, 14. Was she just trying to escape the crushing pain of chronic migraines? (laughs) 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 Maybe that was it. That, that pregnancy can stop this is great okay anyone suffering 14. from migraines this, this is the solution yeah exactly 14 kids I was not going to follow that model I <laughs> not following that model just a few weeks after my daughter was born my parents flew to London from California to kindly help out my mother having grown up in a big midwestern family and of course raising her own children is not at all intimidated by babies and in fact she adores them perfect Before being released from the hospital, the midwives had told me that I needed to take the baby to baby clinic where she could be weighed and I could ask advice and meet other mothers. They made it all sound lovely. I envisaged a big bright room filled with flowers and toys, new mothers (laughs) peacefully. You can imagine. It's not going to go this way, is it? It's not going to go this way. Oh, haven't been in one of those rooms. Yeah, okay. (laughs) New mothers peacefully sipping tea and commiserating on the joys of motherhood. I must go to baby clinic, I thought. What a wonderful place to bring my mother as soon as she lands from San Francisco. (laughs) As soon as she lands. (laughs) As soon as she lands. We're going to go. 
<laughs> That's what she sat on that plane for. <laughs> All those hours. <laughs> oh, the morning of the appointments at baby clinic, both my mother and I were utterly exhausted. For the previous three weeks, I had been struggling to get my daughter to latch correctly for breastfeeding. She was struggling to feed, often inconsolable, and she woke every hour during the night. My nipples were a scabbed, bloody mess, and I had entered into a parallel dimension of anxiety and sleeplessness. I spent my waking hours obsessively calculating how many ounces of milk the baby was getting. Was she underweight? Was she dehydrated? It was all I thought about. And my mother, who was not only jet-lagged, informed me that she had just come off hormone replacement therapy. <laughs> Sorry. <after> being... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Have you been to baby clinic, Jenny? <laughs> I love the. This is this is building up to be probably my favourite letter that we've ever that we've ever read. <laughs> okay. I mean, all the ingredients are there. We've got a, what new, a, combo. a new exhausted mum. The migraine hormone story, you know, tying in. The mum that is jet lagged, and now the mum who's also <laughs> not just jet lagged, but she's just stopped her HRT. Okay. Oh, carry on. My mother, who was not only jet lagged, informed me that she'd just come off hormone replacement therapy after being on it for decades. Oh my god. Oh god, this is great. Okay. A gynecologist wanted her to try going without taking. Pre, I might be saying this wrong, Premarin, Premarin, I'm not sure how you say it. This, that, by the way, is made, oh, it's by the way, it's made from female equine urine. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Oh my God, we're learning so what much. HRT that, is listen, made of. We did a lot of information. That, that we said this wasn't going to be a medical, um, you know, we're not medical experts, but here we are educating away, aren't we? With the, cold, the cool gel dog mats. Which is quite a medical term, even though it's not a medical thing. And now, <laughs> now equine urine. Yeah, equine urine. It's very kind of animal-based podcast. Okay. Her gynecologist wanted her to stop taking the female equine urine just mm. to see what happened. <laughs> What's going to happen? Let's, let's see what happens. I'll tell you what, why don't you go and experiment whilst you're visiting your daughter and your new grandchild? <laughs> Perfect <laughs> combination. Oh, not now, I thought. One of us has to... <laughs> to us every week Eileen we want to hear more not now I thought one of us has to be strong but my poor mother was suffering hot flushes every 15 minutes she was having terrible joint pain and she couldn't sleep yeah we were quite been there (laughs) you've been there we were quite the pair we bundled up my daughter in her buggy and we hurried out of the door to get to baby clinic <laughs> everything's going to be fine when they get to baby clinic <laughs> it's like this magical place right look at where care bears live <laughs> having completely underestimated how long the walk would be and running late we had to near jog up the hill to be on time i was i was barely recovered from the birth i was worried that my stitches were going to burst stop it <laughs> I'm actually crying. <laughs> I mean, not that I want her stitches to burst. This is how she's written no. it. <laughs> and I was just hoping that I'd remember to put breast pads in before leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just 
brings me right back. Oh, oh my God, this is so funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we finally approached a grey, blocky municipal building. <laughs> with, with the address... Jenny. I can't stop. Sorry. <laughs> this can't be is baby this, clinic. This can't be baby clinic. No. What's this baby place? What is she, what's this place? I don't know. Hang on. It can't the address. Be. The address that they were looking for was displayed by the door. What? Surely a mistake, Kate. This be the esteemed baby clinic. <laughs> There was no signage. There was just a middle-aged man sitting at a makeshift desk, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I'm, I'm actually having a hot flush. <laughs> I actually am. <laughs> I'm laughing so much. Oh, oh my God, actually, I'm, I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> this could be our... I think this is a whole episode right here. Actually, I think Jenny. it is. I think it is. <laughs> Completely out of breath from pushing the fan. I tentatively asked if this was where baby clinic was. Yes. <laughs> it's here. He said very gruffly while blowing smoke into my face. Pointed to the reception area, <laughs> informs us that there is no elevator. Baby clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to have to open a window, Kate. When one, hang on. <laughs> go and open your window, Jenny. It's so hot. Oh, this is making me laugh so much. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> you need a, you need Joy's cool water oh, bottle. Oh, I do. do I, I, I really do. Cool water bottle, like Joy. Um, and baby clinic is on the second floor. Park your buggy there. <laughs> he gestures to a corner where other buggies are placed. My mother and I exchange a glance and we go in. My daughter is sound asleep, so I gently try to extract her from the pram to carry her up the oh, stairs. Oh, do you remember those days, Kate? Oh, so too clearly, when, when, all oh, too clearly. When they've gone to sleep and you're just trying to desperately keep them that way okay. <laughs> there's no elevator so couldn't push the buggy into the the lift gotta take the baby out at this moment we notice oh my goodness a man wearing a very <laughs> i think you might need joy's cool water bottle sounds pretty exciting we notice a man wearing a very short and flimsy robe <laughs> turned up this great blocky <laughs> building is she definitely in the right place <laughs> oh my god what's a man doing in a short robe at a baby clinic i can't possibly imagine she's not would got to like baby to... clinic clinic yet though has she so you would know. you like to make a guess at what this man's doing jenny well no, I, I, porn <laughs> I don't know. Let's oh. find out. Come on. Um, I really do wish I had a cup of tea wearing, now. <laughs> wearing a very short and flimsy robe is frantically 
pushing a button on the wall next to what appears to be a small dumb waiter. Is it a, now a dumb waiter? This is is this a is this like a little lift? Yes, a isn't, it? Lift, isn't it? Yeah, I always think of dumb waiters as those ones that bring food down from a kitchen in in a, in like a mansion. Am I right? You know, then it comes oh, down and then delivers. Well. The man is holding a towel and and he's growing increasingly annoyed that nothing is happening he bends over to bang on the door of the dumb waiter exposing far too much i can't cope i'm sorry i was just making a proper fan <laughs> to remember as well Kate that her mum who's just off the HRT just got off a plane and is jet lagged is now seeing this where her daughter lives where her grandchild is going to baby clinic <laughs> a man so is he's, now <laughs> he's exposing himself to them utterly oh, surreal just, experience just the phrase exposing himself far too much <laughs> <That's> <laughs> diaper bag I think Eileen's American and the diaper bag and quick to quickly head upstairs I step carefully when I notice that the stairs are marble and slick from the moisture from people's shoes <laughs> yeah. oh, don't, don't stop a minute is, stop. is this really safe to be carrying newborns <laughs> up such slippery stairs <laughs> the detail the detail in this letter is priceless isn't it it is wonderful we pass another man <laughs> he is he is transfixed by tapping with a hammer on the banister winding up the stairwell what, what? is going on <laughs> there's no time to think about it <laughs> so we've got one man exposing himself <laughs> by the dumb and we've got another man tapping with a hammer yeah. on the banister. We get, what is going on? Well, that's what Eileen wonders is, what is going on? No time to think about it. We get to the second floor and enter a large, dark, crowded room. Oh, filled. no. Oh, it's not. This is not what you Is this baby clinic? I mean, this is it. This is it. This is it. The big reveal. The big reveal. Crowded room filled with plastic chairs. Oh, yeah. Large, stained mats. No. And weary midwives. This oh. must be baby clinic. Oh, oh no, shattered dreams. We're given a number and told to wait to be called. Oh, that's even worse, just to be given a number. My mother is completely out of breath from the excitement <laughs> of getting here. She turns to me and she says she feels an almighty hot flush coming on. <laughs> Her hair is soaked. I can <laughs> sweat cascading down her face <laughs> cascading <laughs> that's a great word <laughs> Eileen I love oh my god I love Eileen <laughs> I rifle through the diaper bag looking for a muslin square to give her well that's handy that's good you need a muslin <laughs> yes. square at that moment the room has taken on a somber atmosphere because somber. a social worker has arrived with a number of babies the number of babies oh one of which all of the midwives are crowding around to discern if the baby is ill. My goodness. Oh, oh no. 
Oh God, it's taken a dark turn. It's taken a dark turn. I placed my daughter on the mat in front of me and she lies there, unusually still, <laughs> stares at the ceiling. <laughs> she's, she's picked up on the vibe. Even the her daughter vibe. gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Even the newborn baby. Like, this surely isn't baby clinic. Right. Why am I in a blocky grey building, dark with plastic chairs? <laughs> Why is the mat that I'm lying on got stains Where are the on Care it? Bears? Oh, sweet smelling flowers. My mother is drenched. So I hand her the muslin, which she opens up. She places her whole face into the cloth and she shakes her head back and forth, trying to soak up the sweat. I've got such a visual, a visual image of that. Just then, a young man. Just then, a young man. There's so many characters in this. It's just wonderful. Cue the so young many. man. Just then, a young man holding a tiny baby, asks me if the seat next to us is taken. He looks startled like a deer in the headlights and he looks back and forth from my mother with her head in her hands to the strangely quiet baby at my feet. Oh my God, I am so sorry, he says. He quickly turns away oh, and no. he's somewhere else. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm, can you see? I nudge, I nudge my mother. And I tell her it looks as if she is crying over the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, like something awful's happened to the baby. <laughs> to, to Eileen's baby. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. The fact that the guy said I'm so sorry and walks <laughs> somewhere, somewhere else. Somewhere else. <laughs> what the tale. Wow. Um, my mother is mortified and embarrassed. We are eventually seen by the midwives. The baby is weighed, not underweight, despite my agonising. We discuss size and colour of baby poo, and I get a lecture on boiling fennel bulbs to increase milk production. Unfortunately, <laughs> no tea, all quiet oh, contemplation. And by the time we leave, the room is buzzing with screaming babies and toddlers, and the nappy pail has been upended. <laughs> <laughs> that too! No! That was all that was missing. She has a nice cup of tea when she gets home. Oh, she looking, deserves it. Looking around reception and stuffing my daughter back into her pram. <laughs> stuffed her back in. Quick. There is no sign of the man in the flimsy robe. Hopefully he found his shower. By the time we enter the apartment, both my mother and I are drenched in sweat. My blouse is totally wet. I clearly did forget the breast pads. The baby is crying for a feed. All three of us are miserable with fatigue, hunger, and riding the hormonal roller coaster. <laughs> Mother, daughter, and granddaughter all weep. There's something about the word weep as well, isn't there? That really sums up a mood. (laughs) As my mother and I take turns holding the baby while circling the dining table. (laughs) Circling the dining table. (laughs) It is then, it is then that my mother thrusts her fist into the air and she hollers I am going back on that fucking HRT <laughs> oh my god Kate oh. oh my goodness I love I love every single aspect of that story we need more we need more that's my Stand out favourite letter so far. <laughs> I'm going back. 
back on that you made our day (laughs) she punched her fist in the air i've got such a vision of her doing that have you i've I've almost i've dressed her up in my head in some sort of superhero costume like a menopause cape and she's punching the air going it's got hrt spread across the chest punched in the air i'm going back on the fucking hrt yes they were circling around the table (laughs) (laughs) weeping to despair <laughs> where do we go from there i don't know whether we can go very far from there right kate so that's the end of um that's like the end of our second podcast we've done quite well there haven't we now obviously at the end of each uh podcast we are going to be awarding a badge and i don't think it needs any discussion whatsoever um eileen has in fact got the whole bag of, of badges <laughs> It wasn't really fair, really, to the other writers today. No, it wasn't. I mean, my it goodness. Wasn't. I mean, yeah, who knew? Who knew we were Not... going to be getting something, like a little gem like that? <laughs> a big gem like that. I really hope Eileen's got more and more and more things like that. And also, surely Eileen's mum's got some stories. Eileen, we hope you're listening. Um, we'll be getting that badge to you uh, straight away. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. And Bye. See you next week. Bye. That was Dear Hormones with Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse. If you've got a story to share, email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at dearhormones on Instagram. Until next time.